From Oaxaca to LA, La Serranita was created by two sisters, Melina and Anaí Cruz Bautista, as a project to not only reflect and grow, but to also honor the communities that have raised them. Join these two sisters as they attempt to make sense of their upbringing on borrowed land. And again, as always, welcome to the space. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of La Serranita. Today we have a very, very special guest, someone you've been waiting for um, for a really long time. And this special guest, <laughs> little hint, she's our sister. She happens to be our older sister. So today y'all get to meet Karina Cruz Bautista. Welcome, Kari. Hello. So this episode is definitely long overdue. Pero lo que pasa es que we haven't been able to sit down with Kari and all like for all three of us to actually film an episode. It's definitely been a long summer. So much has been happening, but we're super excited to have you on, Kari. Yes, oh. welcome, welcome. Um, definitely with this conversation, we want to introduce y'all to who Kari is. You know, through the podcast, you meet Meli and I. But a lot of you sometimes don't know that we have an older sister and we credit her for, you know, just our conversations too. So with that being said, we do want to talk to Kari. We want to introduce y'all to Karina Cruz Bautista. And we've been really honest in um, through La Serranita about our educational experiences, how mine are different from Meli's. And that goes the same for Kari. Um, we all, us three, I think that's a beautiful part of our conversations. We grew up very differently, and there is a age difference between Kari uh, and I, Kari and Meli, um, Meli and I, right? It's not that big of an age difference compared to me and Kari. Um, and with that, we want to talk about, I guess, first off, how Kari grew up. She was the oldest of all, us three. And yeah, Kari, I just want to invite you to like just feel free to share um, your experiences growing up before... If we're gonna put it out there, me and Kari have a 10 year age difference. <laughs> Meli and Kari have an eight year age difference, yes. And you know, how, how was that for you? I know I got introduced to your life a lot later than I got introduced to Meli. So when I was like 10, you were off in college. It was a, you know, very different compared to growing up with Meli. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited to sit here and have this conversation. I am like the shyest of all three, so this is definitely out of my comfort zone. So um, you'll get my bill later. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kari for doing this. <laughs> um, but yes, I am the oldest. I am um, a first generation. I am also the oldest of the grandchildren or second oldest from the grandchildren from our mom's side. So um a lot of what I learned was definitely on my own and basically trial and error with my parents. Um, so having that age difference, I think it wasn't until later on in life where all of the three of us were, you know, older and mature that we were able to appreciate us as sisters. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me as an individual is just the fact that I had to be like a parent because we are, you know, with Annie, we're 10 years apart um, and with with Melly, we're eight years apart. And I started off, yeah. I don't think I, Melly and I had a real sister relationship because we were so different. Um, but I think we discovered that as we got older. Yes, that's actually a really good 
conversation because for the, those who don't know, Gary, Annie, and I have not always been close. It took us a while. I definitely think that we were close now and we have a lot of things in common as we've um, grown up, as we've like also experienced and navigated the world. We've now found that comfort in communicating and like showing up for one another but at a very young age I feel like that's something we struggled with I was very rebellious I couldn't really talk to my sisters the way I do now but it's been it's been it's been a nice transition I guess like throughout our childhood and then like teenage years we've yeah had to rely on one another and we became really close after like so many experiences but now we even like as we're growing older like we even have matching tattoos we we hang out like we're also like really good friends and I feel like that's also because we've grown up um having to navigate the world and having to rely on one another instead of just yeah separating I think it also helped that I moved out I went off to college and Annie was, what, seven years old. Um, Melly was, what, nine. So I think separating us, and I, you know, that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to leave and, and you know, go out and, and explore the world with because I didn't want to have the feeling of being responsible for two kids that weren't mine, right? Mm-hmm. So I think me leaving and going off to college and getting my life figure it out um even though I'm still trying to figure out life I think it also helped that bonding and really you know like they say you know distance makes distance makes the heart grow fonder so I think at that Mm. point we were able to discover that you know we weren't just you know siblings we were like more than that and I think definitely growing up and and each other having a different experience has allowed us to allowed us to um, be a better better group and, and better understanding of each other. I mean, yeah, we always have our days, but I think we always come yes. around and uh, we we can be uh, a really good um, support system. support system. I agree. Um, I think I want to go back to that point. It's definitely, I think when you went off to college, I was seven, eight. Um, I didn't, I had no idea what college was. I didn't know where she was going. I was just like, oh, she's leaving, you know, we dropped her off. And then I just knew she lived somewhere else. I didn't question it, but I think that made me appreciate seeing Gadi more when she would visit, when we would go visit her. And I think that's where, for us, it was like, okay, our friendship our sistership it's like it's a choice it became a choice because when she was living with us it's like damn we have to support like you have to tolerate each other because we live under the same roof you know we were little kids we would fight we would and then Gary was under a lot of pressure since she was very young because she had to take care of us you know our parents were working hella hours we've been honest about that and you know, she was the main reason we were also able to, like, be looked out after um, at home because she would take care of us. When she left, it was like, okay, now she's not, like, our babysitter. It's like she's our sister. We we want to hang out with her. That's where it became a choice. And, you know, we could easily, we could have easily been like, nah, we don't want to see her, you know, because that's where some, you know, sibling relationships fall apart for some people and that's when we confronted like everything we had been through together everything we continue to go through together growing up and we're like 
at the end of the day, we have each other, and that's something we're going to establish starting right now, you know? And that's where that choice came in, and we all chose to stay in each other's life and really build for the relationship we have now, and that's why, like, I'm super grateful, and I know we're all grateful for the fact that um, we've put in hella effort, hella time um, in working for this, you know, friendship, I would say. Yes, shout out to Kari. I think we, we say this as often as possible, but she really has shown up for not only us as sisters, but for the cousins. She mentioned this a little earlier, but she is um, the second oldest, and I feel like a lot of us, when we don't have the answer, we either like ask like Kari, we try to like navigate it together, and even if she doesn't have the answer, she'll try to like show up for us as best mm-hmm. as she can. And mind you, we have hella cousins. (laughs) She was the first to go off to a four-year. She was the first to, like, build her credit, do everything that, you know, first-gen students have to do because our parents don't know how to do this. You know, no one told them. And even, like, Gadi, no one told her. She had to figure it all out. So she was always very honest about how hard it was and also, like, if you need a... You know, if you need help figuring it out, now you have me. And that's where it's like, I got help applying to college. I got help navigating it. Um, and that's where also we talk about, like, we got lucky because some, like, you know, our friends growing up in the hood, like, they didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and it shows, like, the difference in terms of, like, how that support can come to play into your life and how it could, you know, change you and affect you but for the better. Um so yeah, that was actually a really good point to go to because yeah, I think after Kari left it, it definitely built our relationship and you would expect it to kind of break it because you know, there's distance, but no, we got we got closer after that. Closer. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Kari was like moving in, getting settled in into her dorm. And like, I remember like getting on phone calls and just sobbing because like Kari was no longer here and I'm just like, how is it that, like, I now I'm like, how is it that I was processing all of those emotions, even though, yeah, we would always be screaming at each other. We're like, like oh, now you miss her, yeah. but when she's home, we're over here fighting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, there's just beautiful memories, too. Even when she lived with us, like, that's why we always tell her, like, yeah, it, it was hard, you know, and, like, we always appreciate her, like, if she was, she truly was our second mom, because she had to take care of us, um, and not by choice, and that's why it's been hard but also like we laugh about it you know we we grew up just figuring it out raising ourselves and then Gadi had to raise herself and us so it was definitely hard um so for those listening who are also first gen the oldest sibling who had to do everything for their younger ones like shout out to y'all because that shit takes work and we've seen that firsthand yes thank you for holding it down y'all Now, something Kari and I definitely have in common is the fact that growing up, (laughs) yeah, growing up, Kari and I did end up getting bussed out from LA to the San Fernando Valley. So we have a little of the 818 with us. Um, (laughs) And we also lived in the valley. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's not forget that. When? when Melly and we I were roommates. Yes. Oh, well, when I went to college. I was like, when did we live there? <laughs> Just kidding. Not me, guys. It's not including me. Yeah. <laughs> Melly and I were roommates for a good um, year. Year. 2016? When yeah, was this? Yeah, 2016. 20, 20, yeah, yeah. 2016 whole year. to 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just... 
I was I had a little only child moment right there. Yeah. They left me alone and they want to move back to the valley. They they remembered their valley girl roots. Oh my gosh. I completely erased that. Y'all heard that? Don't forget where you're from, all right? <laughs> yeah, so our address was definitely oh, like with North in Northridge for a minute, but growing up before I went off to college, Gary and I had a whole like you had an uh, elementary experience there up mm-hmm. to high school, right? High school. Oh wow, I didn't. Even yeah, know. I actually ended up being bussed out to um, Encino for elementary school from third grade to fifth grade. So I, I mean, from third grade to high school to my senior year, I would wake up at five in the morning. Um, to make sure that I didn't miss the bus and we would take the bus and um, I went to elementary and then middle school and then um, high school out in the in the valley and then um, that was the one reason I didn't want to go to CSUN because I was I had been in the valley for way too long (laughs) but I was one of the there was a good amount of us um, at you know that inner city kids time frame that we got shipped to the San Fernando Valley to basically not be in LA school so I only went to um school in LA from what pre-k to second grade how was that yes I mean I don't know any different I I don't you know I you know seeing both of you guys go to high school in you know in LA and being able to attend you know your cheerleading thing and going to you know award session with Melly. That was definitely nice because you could do it um, without having to drive far away. Shit, you just took because- the dash and we were there. <laughs> Seriously, because I mean my parents never went to any of my my yeah. events, so my parents only went to graduation. Mm-hmm. You know, in elementary school, middle school, um, and then high school. That was like the only time that they went with me. Um, so that was the biggest difference there, um, or the downfall from going to school in the valley. But um, that's all I knew. So it's it was it was nice for me because it allowed me to meet different people. It allowed me to meet different um, cultures and make different friends and and really you know get a different experience. I don't know what my life would have been if I would have gone to school in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely see that too. It was a lot more diverse than definitely our high schools. Melly has shared she spent a, less than a year in her high school in the Valley, and then she transferred to Belmont High School. I was at MC all four years, and I think that was the main difference for me. I think I saw it especially going to college. I did not have much experiences with white people or folks of any other race because a majority of my school was 96% Latino starting from elementary, middle school, and then high school. Um, And that's, I think, that's why I see the difference too. The setting, um, the racial composition of our schools, definitely, um, it it was just different. Like, you know, I've never like interacted with the white person and then Gadi has, but it's still both very weird for us sometimes um just you know being people of color but damn that i because i wasn't really aware when you were often i wasn't you know alive when you were in (laughs) elementary but in high school i didn't know what was going on even when you like i said when you went to college i had no idea what was happening i was just there you know but 
then with Melly, I saw a little bit more and I started to understand, like, she goes far. And then they wanted to do the same thing to me. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not about to wake up 5, 6 in the morning. That's not <laughs> me. I could take the dash right here and I'm good. Don't worry about me. Um, and luckily, like, Melly was also vocal about her experience in the Valley. But that could have been us three. All three of us. Ooh, we all three of us would have been Valley girls. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. But well, I ain't. Okay, but I ain't. <laughs> yeah, no, we've always, like, been in Pico Union. We just had to, yes, wake up every morning, head on over to the Valley, come back, go to sleep, and do the same routine. And it was definitely exhausting. Our dad worked in the Valley. Yes. Yeah, so I think in high school, there were times where he would drop me off, um... So I wouldn't have to be on the school bus or, you know, if I missed it, had to take the metro. But it was still, I mean, definitely a, I mean, I knew that 101 freeway by heart. Like, it it was all I knew. Um, but yeah, it sucked when you missed the bus and then you had to take the, not only like, I mean, where we were at, we had to take the 200 or the dash to the MacArthur Station, take the Metro, the Red Line to North Hollywood, then get off, then get the Orange Line, and then get another bus to go. I mean, when I was in in high school, you would take another bus to get dropped off by by Reseda. I went to Reseda High. Um, So... Then the interesting part about that is that I was, again, the, the first the 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 older than the first and, I, and i'm a girl so the fact that my parents were okay with me being on the metro and they trusted me not to mess up or not to do anything stupid was was a you know a very you know interesting or you know interesting call because i mean can you imagine all the time that i had on my own to do a lot of crazy shit um and you didn't Dang, and I ran with yeah. that. <laughs> For those who don't and know. And then who didn't go to class, like, at all. And it shows, nah. No, but definitely, <laughs> it was definitely something that I always saw, Kari, like, a, like, straight-A student. And even then, like, when you weren't getting straight-A's, you were, like, going back and, like, fixing those grades, like, trying to do your best. And, of course, it's because you were also first-generation. I think it was mainly because I had this... I, I mean, I'm, I oh, I the way that I think about it, I feel like I always, my mom would always, I think whenever since she found out she was pregnant, I feel like she would always talk, talk to me to and you, tell yeah. me to go to college. Like that was the goal in life. Like that was just it. And I, so I grew up with that mentality that I had to go to college, no matter what. Um, so that was like the only thing I was working towards you know even like in high school both of my parents were like you know you don't have to get a job you can take care of your sisters as long as you're focusing on school and go to college could I have been more motivated could I have gone to a better school could I have gone to you know an Ivy League if I would have put in the work yeah but I my goal was to go to college you know make it and you did that you made that happen oh yeah yeah, now that was the only option I had. So I remember when I was, I think it was like algebra or algebra two. I don't remember what class. Anyway, I think I got a D the first semester, and the only way for me to to make up that grade, I had to take. Um, I couldn't take it in summer school for whatever reason. I had to take adult school. 
So I had to go through that. Um, I had to go to Birmingham to take a dull school. And then from there, because at that time it was, you know, after school, I had to take the metro back home. So, you know, because there was no other option for me. I had to go to college. I couldn't have D's. I couldn't fail. Um, so, like, yeah, by the time I got to college and by the time I was getting ready to, you know, I think it was like maybe like sophomore year in college. I was exhausted. I was mm-hmm. drained. There was no more energy that I can put in to get good grades in college. Um, and what sucks about that is that, you know, what I've been saying, and I had this conversation with many, many people, is it's not just about getting to college. It's about getting through it. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I appreciate my parents. I appreciate the support that they gave me and the push that they, you know, gave me and, and the willingness for them to to be open-minded for me to go out and and dorm and and live somewhere else i appreciate that but it's not so much about you know making us go to college but really experience and really and and really grow from that because it's it's one thing to just be a straight student or get all the good grades if you know it makes no difference if you're not getting life experience um and i think i learned that the hard way all right gary i do have a question for you I just want to know, although I think I know the answer. <laughs> Out of me and Melly, who was the hardest sister to deal with growing up? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was definitely Melly. Um, I, I think Annie and I, because we're 10 years apart, by the time that she came around, it was more of that, oh, I'm a big sister type of I was of so cute. Um, versus Melly, I think yes, I w- had always wanted a sibling, but then you gotta understand that I was an only child for seven years. It was um, like a bittersweet type, of and thing. yeah, it, she came out of nowhere, and she was a person. You know, I'm a you know organized or t- I take care of my stuff, stuff. You know, that type of person, and she's just rowdy. She let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> she ruined all my Barbie. She ruined, you know, I had a Barbie house. She, I don't know what she did with it because I mean I don't know where that went. Um, she was definitely a a, a more. Um, she was a rebel. I mean, I think everyone knows that. And, and not in a bad way. I think she just was, she's a very curious person and she wants to do things her way. But I didn't understand that until now. You know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't understand why she wasn't like me or why she wouldn't do it my way. Um, so she was definitely the one that I struggle with. And like I said, it's, we struggle to connect because we're so different, but we're all three of us were so um, hard-headed, so we want our, you know our way to be the only way. Yeah, and we get that from our mama. So, <laughs> but to paint y'all a picture, yes, Melly was definitely I to describe her in like three words: rowdy, chaotic, and stubborn. Um, she would, as my mom would share, she would just throw things around, make a mess, put on like our dad's shoes, walk around, be like throwing Barbies here and there. I mean, she was never wanting to be in a cute dress and a nice hairdo. Mm-hmm. She, you would just find Des- her despeinada. despeinada with, you know, markers all over her face. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely a character, which made growing up fun. Like, you don't know 
what Melly would get into. I think we talked about this in my mom's episode. <laughs> cuando se fue a caer in the thorn bushes. Oh, I don't remember that. I think we talked about it in the IG live. Oh, okay. So if y'all don't know, not sure we mentioned it on this episode or through our Instagram. But by the way, if you're not following our Instagram, our Instagram is at la.seranita underscore. But definitely we were she was out playing one time in the garden in our apartment complex over on burlington you know what she did that girl but she ended up i tilted over i fell and she <laughs> fell on a bed of thorns yep. and you know my mom had to go get her she was she put her in the shower she had to oh my God. yeah and that's where we're like yep Melly's definitely she gets in trouble she gets into some some situations and we're like how how <laughs> and it's because she's always here and there doing this and that so definitely she was always the more curious one out of the family even to this day the way she communicates with our aunts she would communicate with just everyone in our pueblo here just in our family she's always asking questions um but yeah i kind of already knew that answer because i'm perfect and i'm beautiful and i was the cutest child well, ever. i think you and i are just the more the more uh, like most alike i yeah. think you and i are we were calm we were very calm um but I'm de- like out of the three of us I think I'm like the most reserved the most quiet and both of you are just louder and definitely as the oldest she was the most responsible like we yeah. were over here doing I don't know what you know puro desmadre and she'd be there like damn I have to pick up your mess now <laughs> uh, so yeah it's it's been a journey and I think that's also why Kari and I didn't start like getting along until I was a teenager porque si le causaba Headaches. Yeah, a lot of headaches. Yeah. I'm responsible for a lot of the first canas. And I think y'all are responsible for my canas at a young age. <laughs> but no, actually, no. I, I don't know what caused your canas, not me. I put down my parents. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame us. <laughs> no, yeah. It's all of us. Well, yeah, we're sisters, but we're all so different. And that's what I appreciate the most. Okay, algo que nunca te hemos preguntado, Cari, es, o si tuvieras la opción de no ser la hermana mayor, would you take it? Would you not be the oldest sibling? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I've, I've always, I would have wanted an older sibling. I think I, I, I always wanted that. Um, or at least not not someone like who was so with that such you know uh, age cap that we have because I don't have what you two have right. Mm. But then I don't I don't I mean I don't think I would trade what I have or the experiences that we've had together or my experience as the oldest and the you know the first chi- you know first generation first child. I don't think I would trade that because I've gotten to experience you know so many different cool moments you know taking you know both of you took on college tours, taking Melly to take her driving test, um, moving- Her failing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah. I will, I'll just play. Um, you know, taking you, Ani, moving you to college, um, you know, just different moments. I feel like I, I, those are just irreplaceable. So it's, it's, there are moments that I'll, I'll forever 
take with me. So as much as I, yeah, I would want a life with an older sibling or a sibling, you know, that was, you know, a year or two apart from, I don't, I don't think that we're missing out. Oh, I, I don't think I'm missing out. I agree. You know. I also feel like because of the age difference between you and Annie, you're all, I think she catches us up on like the new the new trends, the new slang. There's times where Kari and I, I feel like we, we act, I, I at least act a little older than I, I should. <laughs> Pero then Annie comes around and she's like, y'all are so outdated. Or I feel like she bullies us at times because it's like, she's always they don't say that. People. Yeah, that's true. That's my mom's. I am my mom's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I do agree. I don't think I would be where I'm at without Kari. Like, I don't think, I would have had it figured out if it weren't for Gary. So I agree, although it would have been nice, you know, to for you to have, you know, someone closer in age. I think it also just forced, you know, us to really just connect. And like, like Melly said, like the age difference sometimes comes in, comes to play in a good way, um, especially now as we're older, right? But like I said, like all my successes, they're my families and the, the person who could take the most, most credit for that is definitely Kari. Like, if I didn't have anyone to look up to, like, Miss Homegirl, if y'all didn't know, Kari did her bachelor's, then Miss Homegirl, you know, that wasn't enough for her because she's a little overachiever. She went and go get her master's. And if I didn't have that, like some of my friends did, which I'm, I've been honest about, I don't know where I, I would be. I don't think I'd be at the school I'm at now. I don't think I would have you know, had the knowledge that I do to teach my other friends about college and all these other experiences that they didn't have growing up at home. So I definitely agree. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, I think we definitely got very lucky because like I said, I was always pressured into going to college, but it wasn't just that. It was, I I think I'm really grateful that I have both parents to to really be in it with me where they knew that I needed to fill out applications that knew that you know we needed to go to certain programs so I can be prepared to go to college so I think that's one of the difference between a lot of you know first generation kids and myself is I I had that support system even if they didn't have all the knowledge they would at least be okay with attending workshops so I think a lot of the work that you two are doing and and what I try to do you know as I learn the process was to really get that information out and really get people to to be informed because it it takes a lot to like I said it takes a lot to get to college but then it takes another hurdle to get through it um and it's it's necessary to have a support system I definitely think that's a good thing to point out um we were lucky in terms of our parents um for those that don't know, both our parents were in Mexico and Oaxaca. They were looking into careers. My mom, for a while, was looking into being a social worker. Well, she was the only one that went to college. Yeah, she was. And, you know, college works differently there than it does in the U.S. But, yeah, she completed college. She started doing her um, social work career. And then our dad, I don't know what he did, but he went to college, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, you know, those traditional, like, those families where it's like, you don't know much about your dad because he's yeah. just very, like, reserved. And so we knew more about, like, our mom's career because she would always talk about her experience with, um, like, the beginning of her career. And then, of course, things happened where they had to migrate here. Um, But even then, like, they had 
essentially a college education and then I have my other friends and I think we can all agree we have our other friends where some of their parents didn't make it to even third grade a lot of them didn't know how to read or write and they struggled in that sense where um the student had to translate the like everything and one it's one thing like you know we had to translate English documents to them in Spanish but then it's like even in Spanish their parents couldn't read some stuff so yeah definitely um that's something other first gen children didn't have the privilege of having but that doesn't mean that you didn't face any challenges and I think that goes on to the next question um in your opinion what do you think was the hardest challenge you had to face when like starting college or throughout your time in college? I think for me, um, being that it was the first time that I was away from my family for ever. Like, I don't think I had ever gone 24 hours without sleeping at home until I left to college. Um, It was finding my sense of like, again, sense of community or my, my support system in college. Um, that was a, the I think the biggest struggle was to to find that that group of people um, to be able to get me through through all the challenges um, of especially you know having to not just handle education but handle your social life you know at the same time um, and then on top of that I think like I mentioned earlier it was just exhausting I think I was just exhausted by the time I got to like my junior and senior year that. I was just over it. I was done. I was ready to graduate. I was ready to just not continue. Um, so it took me a while to even get motivated again to go back to school and get a master's. Um, ideally, I, I, in my head, I would have wanted a master's by like 24. Um, but that didn't happen because, like I said, I have no motivation after college. So it took me a while to get back and, and go after that and find my, um, or discover my my love and my passion for for education again it, it took a couple years mm, it's hard definitely oh i also wanted to talk about the fact that after graduation i started seeing the um gotti travel way more and i feel like that's something you love to do but my question for you today is out of all the destinations you've gone to what has been i guess your top your top trip your favorite trip that you've taken and this could be like a solo trip or like a yeah a good good trip you'd like to share today (laughs) i mean i think hands down it has to be paris i had wanted and dreamed dreamt of paris for the longest time i mean i took four years of french in high school um damn i didn't know that by the time that i went to paris i I couldn't even have a conversation with someone. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> but um, I took French I, in second grade. <laughs> I took four years. Uh, I did good my first two. The, the last two were, were not that great. Um, but it was hands down everything that I had imagined and more. So I would love to go back. Um, the You know, the people, the... the the life I it was just beautiful it was just like something you just need to see in person yeah I mean it was it was one of those trips that I wanted to love and I I loved just being there so it was it, it exceeded all my expectations I love to travel I love to see new places I love to meet new people 
I definitely want to continue traveling. It is not something that I ever imagined I was going to do. Um, but I am happy that I have done it because it opens your mind to so many different ideas, so many different cultures. And that's where my money goes. I mean, I would rather, you know, just spend my money on traveling than anything else, really. Um, and I hope to, to just continue doing that. But yeah, Paris is definitely my top one. I, I enjoyed every trip that I've taken, but Paris is, is top. Ooh, okay. Definitely, I think growing up, yeah, seeing Kari travel and, you know, her basically introducing us to what even traveling was. Um, we've only really been to Oaxaca. <laughs> but then, you know, seeing her go here and there, and we're like, okay. You know, I was little, and like, when I grow up, I want to travel. And she did that after undergrad, and I think that really helped her, too. Like she said, undergrad was hard. It took her a while to go back and, like, even you know, reconnect to that relationship with higher ed. Um, and she took that break to explore the world. And definitely other folks sometimes don't do that, don't have an introduction to traveling or how that works. Um, so I'm excited to do that too, you know. Um, I don't know where, where I'd go first, <laughs> aside from Oaxaca. We did take a trip together though, right? We went to Seattle. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that was the first where we went somewhere that wasn't Oaxaca. And I was like, damn, you know, like... Outside of California, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. for sure, I have. We'll we'll start making our list of places we. You know, we took a little pause when we couldn't because of COVID, um, and luckily I'm still young, so I still have time. But I do definitely want to make a list too, because I know Kari has a goal to like pinpoint or color in every place she's visited and she's worked on it i don't know if she's halfway there but she's gonna do it <laughs> yeah something Kari also started doing right after her her bachelor's was running and yo Kari had annie and i running 5ks oh in high school seven in the morning <laughs> on a saturday i was over here running like on thanksgiving miles. day yes yeah <laughs> halloween like i remember like just holiday she'd be like all right we're running a 5k and i'm just like what like i haven't even passed pe like, <laughs> we're gonna run for fun like or i don't like, even <laughs> like halloween she's like running i'm like people go trick-or-treating well, and the fact that run. both of you guys were down yeah like, i think that's that's just a lot bro we were scared of say no to Cuddy. <laughs> no, yeah. but also it was just like, all right, like, we, you know, we hadn't, that was a new, like, bonding exercise for us where it was legit exercise. And that's the thing. We didn't have to talk the entire time, but it'd be like, okay, we we're going to, yeah, we're going to run. And then I'd always be the last one to. <laughs> Y'all want to know something funny? When was it? The Thanksgiving one? <laughs> no, the Grove. The Grove. So we ran oh this God. little 5K at the Grove. It was a 5K. Um, they gave us the route and everything. Um, no, it was a 5K and a half. And a half marathon. Right. We were yeah. only doing the 5K, but there was a half You marathon. two were doing the 5K. I was doing the half. And I was oh. an overachiever. And I said, not a 5K. I'm going to run more. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> Definitely not Lily on purpose. took the wrong route. She got lost. And she ended up doing a like, half marathon. Like, no, like, like 10 seven. miles. I don't know, actually. Think, yeah, like 9 or 10, huh? 10? When we calculated it. I'm bad at math. Um, seven? No, what? I don't Ten? remember, but it was definitely <laughs> more than three miles. Yeah, I had. She was only supposed to do three miles. Yeah, and I was like, dude, she's. I was. I think I was the first one done because you know I was just doing three, and I was like, Melly's taking forever. <laughs> like usually I finish before her, but I'm like, 
I'm concerned. <laughs> and then, you know, she came and she's like, I got lost. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the most manly thing she's ever done while running. Like, of course. So that was just a little fun story now that we got into the whole we used to run. Yes. Yeah, well, Kari still runs. That was a good, I think, a good um, time. Like a time where we both, we all, the three of us, um, did stuff together. I think that was... It was a nice hobby we picked up. Yeah. I mean, I once I started getting into the halves and the full marathons, I, that's when you, <laughs> yeah, both, you both abandoned me. But oh, yeah. We're like, like I see, you, that. see you at the finish line. We'll be cheering you on, but we're not running with yeah. you. <laughs> we're like, we'll wait for you on this side. And even then, like, we'll, we'll get to Gaddy's marathons like, hella late. We're like, all right. She's like She's five minutes done. away. <laughs> and we're barely getting there. <laughs> yeah, especially when she would run, like... And her marathon would end by the convention center. I think the LA marathon one time we were it was close to the house and we still almost got there late. No, what was it? It was the Halloween. No, what was it? There was a marathon where you. Oh, it was the uh, rock and roll. Oh, yeah. the rock and roll it was, for it was Christmas. By, um, LA no for Halloween. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, it was by LA Live. We got there late. Yeah, and we live five minutes away. We would be like, oh, snap, Gary's marathon's about to finish. We don't even know her location. Because she would start hella early. It would be like 8 a.m. and she was ending. I'm like, girl, I'm barely waking up. Like, <laughs> wait for me. But no, she's definitely continued with the running stuff. And that's also a cool hobby that she has like on her own. Um, and then obviously Melly has photography. I don't know what I have, but I just be, you know, doing whatever. Talking. Talking, that's my hobby. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's something that we started in, when I was in high school. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, she definitely outpaced us real quick. And we're just <laughs> like, uh, we'll stay here. <laughs> yeah, we're like, this is your thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we're good with just staying here. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this has definitely been a pretty lengthy episode. If y'all have more questions, please, like, share them, comment them, and, like, send us DMs. <laughs> Ask yeah. us personally. Yeah, if y'all have any more questions for Kari, too, um, definitely, like we said, she was the first gen, like, the first daughter out of all, all three of us, and I think she has the most knowledge out of all of us. Um, so we still, to this day, have hella questions for Kari, as you've seen. Um, for those who... Like we said, like we built this space for those who didn't have the privilege of growing up with the conversations we grew up with. Um, for those that don't have an older sibling that, you know, where you can ask about college or anything, ask us, you know, us three have different educational experiences. Ask Scotty if you want. Um, that's what like we're here for too. Just, you know, in any way that we can help the community, we're always down. But this has been, I think, one of the best episodes that we filmed too it's always really nice having our family and you know we're barely a few episodes into La Serranita this is again just the beginning but having our mom and then now y'all finally meeting Gary has definitely been a really special episode of film and talking about special episodes not only is this a special episode because Gary is you know our special guest but we also want to announce that we will be taking a little break from La Serranita um, to catch all up, we have been kind of like slacking. Um, you know, we have, you know, our own personal lives to take care of. Melly just got back to working full time after the pandemic or, 
you know, you know, after everything that happened with the pandemic and the lockdown, um, she's currently working again and her adjusting to that full-time schedule has definitely been a lot. Um, again, props to Melly for working in the education field. Um, props to anyone out there who's, you know, with these kids. Um, it's definitely been a learning process and we're, you know, figuring it out as we go. But with that being said, I am still with everything going back in person, I'm transitioning to going back to college. Um, today, I'm actually leaving. By the time y'all see this or y'all hear this, actually, I will be back in college and back at my university. So, cause Melly and I are no longer gonna be in the same room, in the same household, um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break while I get used to going back to school in person and while Melly gets used to going back to work in person. So we're very lucky to have Gary be our kind of like our special guest in the episode where we kind of cut it for a bit. We will definitely, definitely be back and hopefully very soon. I just need to get used to just what what life is right now. Right. Um, I think we all do. But hopefully we come back better than yes. ever. This was definitely a good round to kick off La Serranita. Y'all have shown up for us in every way possible the amounts of support that y'all show it's reciprocated it's reciprocated (laughs) there you go it's reciprocated but yeah y'all are thanked for this has been a hiatus from la serranita after releasing annie's birthday birthday (laughs) birthday episode yes like that was our special episode and even then it took us like a month to edit and upload so thank you so much for the patience and life got busy we're so sorry (laughs) yeah no yeah we're not ignoring any of y'all like we're just you know taking our breaks but for i guess season two We'll be announcing our guests as they, you know, as they come through and as also, yes, yeah, we get situated with life. But again, muchísimas gracias. Yeah, we do have pretty cool things just, I, I wouldn't say planned, but in mind. Um, like Melly said, we have some guests in mind for season two. One of them, if like y'all want a hint, um, it's another Bautista for sure. Y'all will be meeting the whole family. Um, what did I say last time? Toda la clica, like, <laughs> you know, the Bautista fam, they're coming through. But as we, I guess to paint a picture, as we film today's episode, you know, it's me, Meli, and Cari sitting here. There's a little picture in front of us, and it's a picture of four of us at La Serranita. In the actual physical building back in the, the 2000s. 2000s. Like, this is us being taking up space adentro de la serranita yeah so it's gary meli me and then our cousin who is actually the oldest out of all the cousins out of the bautistas yes um which is yuvia so maybe y'all meet y'all will meet yuvia real soon but for now we are gonna take a little bit of a break and i'm gonna look forward to filming these episodes even though meli and i are gonna be miles and miles away Um, This is definitely something that I'm going to look forward to while college life gets hectic. Once again, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. For today's outro song, I am so excited to share with y'all Velda Wonders' song titled Mija. And this is also dedicated to 
as like showing Kari her appreciation. Thank you so much for raising us, Kari, for having the patience to deal with both yeah, of us. Put up with us. <laughs> Pero yeah, esto es todo. Have a great day, y'all. Se cuidan. Adiós. Bye. Dream big, mija. You can see the world. Everything the sun touches is yours. Don't focus on this place, nah. Dream bigger than anything, then focus on that race. You were meant for big. Yeah, I'm talking real loud. Got me feeling like your dad, real proud. Listen, anything boys can do, you can do better. And no man will love you more than me ever. Your mom, too, uh. Rooting for you always. Focusing on your future always. Take care of your brothers and sisters. You only have each other on this earth. I promise you this word. You gon' learn from all of my mistakes. I'll prepare for you to settle in for all of life's embrace. And if I ever yelled a little too much, it's cause I love you. My first daughter. No one comes above you.